connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. This is Zach Howard, and you're listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. <gasps> Adam West! Hey, kids, Batman! Dad, that's not the real Batman. Of course I'm Batman. See, here's a picture of me with Robin. Who the hell's Robin? Oh, I guess you're only familiar with the new Batman movies. Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> the only true Catwoman is Julie Newmar, Lee Merriweather, or Eartha Kitt. And I didn't need molded plastic to improve my physique. Pure West. And how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? Remember the bat to see? Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2017 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me is Francisco and Jeremy and Ronaldo. Welcome, guys. It's your first Real Nerds podcast ever. We don't get those too often. We don't get uh, virgins and popping their cherries. So I, we're just lucky that your regular crew bailed on you this week. I know. So to... how did you hear about Real Nerds podcast? Well, uh, I was sitting in the toilet one day and the number six, one three oh three six Nerds five was listed on top of the bathroom. Nice. So you're at Shotgun Willie's where I put the phone number into the ladies' bathroom. Nice. Yes, and I snuck into the ladies' room because, well, I have certain needs as a man. Good, Ronaldo. Um, Jerome, is it? <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy? Uh, yeah, I just found a cell phone in City Park, and it had uh, you know, the podcast app, and so I just started listening to all the podcasts that the previous owner had. And, nice. Um, this one was okay. Well, that's that's easy to find because you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and also you can go to our website to listen to our podcast. You guys have a website? We do. RealNerdsPodcast.com. What no is idea. a website? It's a place on the internet where you can find pornography. Internet, you say. Pornography, you say. And your name is? I forgot. You're just wearing Space Jam. Uh, Francisco. Francisco? You sound like you're black, but you're in fact Italian slash Spanish. I am Italian slash Spanish slash Asian. Nice. Well, you know, that part of the world is a little more condensed and... Yeah. You know, it's, and... It's, the Francisco Nation is really... You know, embrace what makes you different because that's what the world oh, needs. Oh, you know I do. So, guys, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie. We podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw The Mummy starring Tom Cruise. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast where we'll review the movie. We also talk about movie news, stuff we've been watching, and stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray. We like to have fun. So, hopefully, this will go smooth. I know you're a bunch of new guys, but I'll... I'll guide you through, like KY Jelly. I'll just, it'll be easy to slip in and out. Like every Thursday night. Yes. I didn't realize this uh, show was going to be so risque. Um, it is. I don't know if I would have come on. It was I weird how that. you asked us to take our pants off when we first arrived. <laughs> I got to see how you measure up. I may be a pervert, but you take it a step too far. <laughs> Spider sense kicked in there. <laughs> So, Brad, oh, he's not here. <laughs> Jeremy, what's happening around town? <laughs> I, 
I don't know. Is this a segment? Your previous guy? <laughs> it, it is. Here, let me go ahead and hand you uh, his phone okay. that you found, and I'll unlock it because I know his password, which is Butthole Surfer. Oh, okay. Oh, he's got a cute little My Little Pony background. That's it cool. does. Yeah. Friendship is magic. Isn't that the My Little Pony? Yeah, I, I the Rainbow no Dash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad says that uh, he plans on going to Space Jam at the Esquire. This week? What is this mm, magical film? <laughs> I, what's, what's Space Jam? I don't... It is an acid trip well, with Michael Jordan. Space Jam is if you like to watch the Looney Tunes where their voices are slightly off and they're not as funny as they used to be. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's at midnight at the theater called The Esquire. Have you guys seen there's like a new Looney Tune show? Yeah, Wabbit. Yeah, and their like, voices are off just enough that's really distracting. There's a, really wait, there is a new house. one? Sorry, I'm breaking the Ronaldo character. It, there's a new one? Like, <laughs> amateur, Zach. You're a fucking amateur. <laughs> no, uh, I'm Wabbit. sorry. I'm back to being Ronaldo. Wabbit's the one where they live in a house. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. It's weird. Like their, their voices are off just enough where it's really distracting. Mm. Uh, and I think I noticed more on someone like Daffy Duck. Not yeah. Because Bugs Bunny has a distinct one, but it, it isn't as... With a lisp and stuff and how manic Daffy is, I think... I could see that happening. I mean, like, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I think that, I think th- if this is the same one I think it is, is it Wiley Coyote is his next door neighbor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw enough of that to just shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyways, so Space Jam. Uh, it's 20th then, anniversary this year. Uh, no, it was oh, last yeah. year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was 96 oh. uh, that came out. So. I was well, what the hell? Yeah. It's completely irrelevant now. <laughs> Space Jam's um, never irrelevant. <laughs> nice. And then uh, the drive-in is changing it up by putting the Diary of a Wimpy Kid, whatever subtitle, I don't care. The Longest Hall. The Long the long Hall. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Longest, the longest Hall sounds like a terrible war movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's opening for the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's pretty fun. Falls to the end. Right. So Kids are going to have so much fun. they Wonder Woman in yet. Huh? Surprised they haven't put Wonder Woman in yet. I'm starting to think they might not do it because they probably oh, really? blew all their money oh, on pirates. Well, that and, yeah. and Marvel probably doesn't want. There's probably some contract where you can't have Marvel and DC at the same time. Would be my guess. I mean, they do it in Maybe. the theaters already. But didn't didn't they have like no? But like in the same lineup though. Well, for drive-ins probably. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I thought when they like Suicide Squad something else, but I might be wrong. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm often time as Francisco usually is. He is often wrong. So <laughs> no, last year they had Suicide Squad, so it's not a Warner Brothers. No, but I mean, so the but there's time. a Marvel movie with right. a DC movie. Yeah, they might not be. Able I think to just do too it. expensive to do like the no, so yeah, many sure, comic yeah. book movies uh, in their life. Like they pay a fee for each one. Well, yeah. So Thank I, God they have pirates in there. If they had done, <laughs> yeah. If they hadn't done pirates, they probably yeah. would have done Wonder Woman. Yeah. So. They took a gamble. You know, they cost a lot to pair three oh, movies yeah. together for only eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you can buy fidget spinners there now. <laughs> that, 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 oh, I, I, know, I don't even know what those are, and they've, like, blown up. What the f-, f is a fidget spinner? Apparently, you spin it on your finger It's a device for fidgety. Yeah, if you're a person who has, like, trouble if you're, it, yeah, if just it's, sitting still. It's made for, like, In my days, we called that a pen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> But now they made a pen that spins around and glows. So. And, and you can't write with. So. And could it be more distracting at the drive-in? All right. I know it's been like a huge problem at like schools where like every kid has them and they're not learning, so every teacher hates them. They're this year's pogs, so <laughs> I'm not too worried that it's going to be around much longer. Yeah, it'll, I give it another three weeks. Yeah. Fucking pogs. <laughs> um, and that's what's happening around town. Oh, um, 
uh, Thursday is the next EFP, Emerging Filmmakers Project, The Bug, 8 p.m., uh, free beer, five bucks. Come watch some Yeah, you're blowing stuff. off an office, like, trivia for me for it. Uh, if it wasn't the celebration of Patrick Sheridan. <laughs> oh, I, then I you, have, you have a real reason to be there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I probably <laughs> would have taken a month off. <laughs> All right. I wanted to do that quiz so bad. I know. We'd crush yeah, at it. We can't even just walk in. Oh, wait. Sign up ahead of time. Brad, don't shoot Jeremy in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, no. friend. Well, Jeremy's appearance was brief. Welcome back, Brad. Hey, good to be back. Uh, <laughs> I was really, really tired of that guy. You really didn't have to shoot him. <laughs> well, you know, uh, he wronged me. And, and it's And it's really messed up that you used like a joker gun it says bang and it's still <laughs> stuck in his head i mean it was a prop gun but i put a bayonet on the end of the thing the mm. flag so they would actually kill him nice yeah so zach clean this up yes sir <laughs> cool don't leave any fingerprints by the way ronaldo left he had to go jerk off somewhere i don't know i hope he, he doesn't pull a david carradine yeah <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't pat, put it past Ronaldo. ronaldo i can't even keep the day and now it's time for real news it's real news. Only really one thing this week, guys, and it's a sad one. Uh, Adam West passed away this week, kind of unexpectedly, because he was always so active and you always saw him everywhere. Turbines to heartbroken. And I don't know if it's, I just get used because he's in Family Guy so much, but, you know, you kind of always around yeah and i mean when people are really old though like, yeah i mean unexpected it's not that unexpected but at the he same time we just thought he had more we had more time with him yeah, yeah. at least he uh i mean obviously he's most famous for playing batman on tv and if you want to see him reprise the role of batman one more time you can pick up uh the return of the cape crusaders it's a little animated short which uh not short full-length movie that i actually thought was pretty good yeah that dc put out last year i think he voiced one more the one that's, uh, that has uh, William Shatner as Two Face, I think he. I don't remember. It's the next one they said they were going to do in that in that vein. Oh, so they he was able to uh, record his dialogue before he passed away. I well, they were working on it. I hope he finished it. No one said anything yet, mm-hmm. but um, he still. I'm has guessing one more they can hire Ralph Garman to finish it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he would do that, like, because uh, I was wondering if he's going to like, because Mayor Adam West on Family Guy, like, would they just. I write a, him out of the show, or would they get Ralph Garman to, like, would it be kind of sacrilegious to, like... Um, I don't know. You guess that's something they'd... They might ask the estate to see what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when Phil Hartman... Well, he was murdered, but... I mean, <laughs> when he passed away, The Simpsons just stopped all his yeah. characters yeah, they just retired his characters. Yeah, and that's when The Simpsons started to stop being really good. Um, So, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I mean, if I was a family member of him... Or a, a really famous person, and he passed away, and someone could do a spot-on impression. I wouldn't care. I mean, I think that's a good way to keep the character alive. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Batman. Like, yeah, you could probably get Ralph Garman to voice that, but like, the character in Family Guy is Adam West. He is. So, so but you yeah. know, at the same time, if his family wants to continue to make money, and uh, you know, just I mean, it's just like Marilyn Monroe's family. I mean, she's been dead for fifty years, and they still make money off of her. So if you want to license his likeness, and I don't, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong. I don't think it's morbid at all. I mean, as long as they like do it tastefully. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he he's just like a guy with a good sense of humor too. No, so. no. Oh yeah. I mean, to do that character, you have to be yeah. <laughs> willing to be silly. Jim, <laughs> you are outrageous. Truly, truly outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I see a grown man watching cartoons. <laughs> and here's all of Adam West as Mayor Adam West and Family Guy. Cut it together, Brad. No. That's it. 
We have to fight fire with fire. If nuclear refuse gave them superpowers, it could do the same for me. Citizens, I'm off to the toxic waste dump. Mayor West, you have lymphoma. Oh, my. Probably from rolling around in that toxic waste. I see. What in God's name were you trying to prove? I was trying to gain superpowers. Well, that's just silly. Silly, yes. Idiotic, yes. Somebody's stealing my water. It just went down the drain. They're crafty, I tell you. It happens when you least expect it. Show yourself, damn you! I've been investigating him for months. It's cost $150,000 of the taxpayer's money, but I'll find the culprits if it costs me a million. My God! I'm a tomato! We gather today to remember those brave Quahog men who were lost at sea. The Bible declares an eye for an eye. So let us now take our vengeance on this murderous ocean. You won't be hurting anyone anymore. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to join these two in holy matrimony. If anyone objects to this union, speak now or forever hold your peace. Quiet down, you had your chance. Damn it, Swanson, I want them found. Mayor West, we have every available man looking for the Griffins. We just don't have any leads. Not the Griffins, you moron. The rest of my light bright pieces. My name isn't Adam Wee. Or is it? Who am I? What number did you dial? Don't ever call here again. I guess I told him. Nobody messes with Adam Wee. Hey, what are you guys all on a date? Gay. Now he was a very. Is he in every episode? No. He's like a, yeah. No. He's in like he's, he's in sporadic episodes, but he was he's like a, pretty. He's in a lot of them though. I think he's like the same vein as like Patrick Stewart in American Dad, where he he's like considered like a main character, but he's only in like every two or three episodes. Hmm. Well, I'd have to look that up. He's yeah. in quite a I mean, bit of them now, because so. he's always like uh, there'd be ones where he'd just be feeding the birds in the park or something, and um, yeah, I don't know. I like it when he's like, when his two hands, he's interacting with his two hands and he's about to get married to one of his hands and they're like, if anybody objects to this union, let them speak now. He raises his other hand and goes, quiet, you had your chance. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's about it for news. There's really not much else. I, uh... he, he taught he taught everybody what it means to be a hero and that some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah, and you know, the, the thing is though is, you know, it gets made fun of for being campy, but it's pretty fun. If you watch the the episodes... Yeah, some of them are bad, but I still have fun watching them. I don't, and I think the Batman the movie is actually pretty. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's goofy as all heck, but but that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like it's like everybody gets this feeling that they're like, oh, they just we we thought we were making fun of it, but like they 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 knew what they were doing from the get go when they made that version of the show. So like it was always intended to be campy. So yep. Uh, we did get a trailer for Black Panthers. Everybody watched the trailer for Black yeah. Panthers. Yes. Oh, I mean, I don't know if you've watched it, but you can hear it right now. Tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? It's a third world country. Textiles, shepherds, cool outfits. All the front. Explorers have searched for it. Called it El Dorado. They looked for it in South America, but it was in Africa the whole time. I'm the only one 
You've seen it. And made it out alive. It's interesting watching it. It reminds me a lot of the first Ant-Man trailer where there's some moments I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Then the rest of it seems kind of. I don't know what the story is, but it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know that Wakanda is uh, advanced civilization. So it's kind of blending um, sci-fi in with superhero stuff. We'll see. Yeah. I mean. Oh, the poster's badass. Yeah. I mean, it's directed by Ryan Googler. I really, really like. Uh, it's shot by Rachel Morrison, who I think is one of the best DPs out there right now. Uh, I really like pretty much everyone involved in this project, and so yeah, and it's also one of those first teasers where you don't know what's going on. Like these are these characters, and this is them, what they look like. Yeah, you can tell they're still kind of working on it. I think it's out till February. I liked the way they interwove um, Ulysses into the trailer um, with his whole thing. Yeah, it's good to see Martin Freeman show up again. Mm -hmm. He's really good in Civil War. Yep. It's like a Marvel movie comes out and like it's on such autopilot. Like oh, it's gonna be good. You're just kind of like okay, just. I'll wait for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> cool trailer. Like, yeah. It'll like, come out. It'll probably be good. Yeah. The only thing I, I would say is that that trailer, I don't think says like dynamic as their other ones have been lately, but yeah, you know, you said it looks cool. You said the poster's cool. Does it, because it has everything from the movie on it? No, it's I literally, it. it's literally just uh, T'Challa <laughs> sitting in uh, oh, a throne. throne. Yeah, throne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, and it's like witness the legend or something like, like that. Yeah. Pretty minimal, minimal. Yeah. It probably could use some more faces. If they could throw <laughs> Iron Man on their form four yeah. times. Did you see the tweet that Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, put where out? it's like every every face is Robert Downey Jr. and it says featuring <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah, it's like it says Iron Man Homecoming and it says featuring <laughs> Spider Man. Awesome. What's really funny is I was uh, they're starting to show Spider Man to people, mm-hmm. and he, Iron Man's only in it maybe 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So they're really... So everything from the trailer. So, yeah. So they're really focusing on his... I think they're doing it to tie it into Marvel. Yeah. And then they'll kind of let it breathe on its own. Mm. Just trying to tell the people who aren't paying attention like yeah. we do that, like, hey, this isn't just another... Spider-Man. This is part yeah. of us. So Yeah, some people have seen it. So it's really good. Looks really like. good. So hopefully... I mean, it'll probably be my number one movie of the year. I mean, Even like better it. than Spider-Man 3? Well. <laughs> I mean, if they don't have an emo... Peter Parker. I don't know if I'm going to subscribe to it. Well, I'll be interested to see if it tops Amazing Spider-Man 2 for you because I know that's pretty special. It is. Uh, yeah, again, Amazing Spider-Man 2 I love, but it is bloated. And there's a great email that Kevin Feige that was leaked with the Sony leaks where he offered to help fix Spider Amazing Spider-Man 2 for free because <laughs> he cared so much about Spider-Man. And it was, it was stuff that I agree with. I mean, 
Um, there's parts where, like, the opening where his parents are on the plane and stuff. I would actually cut out the whole parent subplot. Yep. Um, and he, he'd make some good points. You should read it. You can just look it up. It's like Kevin Feige tries to save Amazing Spider-Man 2. And most of the stuff's pretty spot on. I mean, there's some stuff that really works in that movie, but there's some stuff like, mm-mm. Mm. I just hope that uh, Venom uh, gets some kind of cameo. Did you guys hear that Tom Hardy is going to be playing Venom? In he the, is. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> when that what? movie actually starts shooting, then I'll be like, okay, it's coming out. <laughs> Wait, Mad Max is going to play Venom? Stop the presses, man. He'll also be playing Jafar. They announced that this morning. In the John Favreau Lion King? Lion King? Jafar's Oh, no, Jafar's Aladdin. That's Jafar right. Scar, Jafar, King. I'm getting them mixed up. <laughs> I guess we know how the animals talk in The Lion King. They've been given powers by Jafar. <laughs> Disney, hire me. Call me at 555. <laughs> oh, so now there's going to be a movie where the Middle Eastern people are the heroes and the white guys are the bad guys? What's that about? <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Is, has that been put on the internet it's yet? Coming. It's coming. <laughs> Get ready. Ready make, your keyboards. Make a note on this episode for it so that we can bring it back. <laughs> that was like, like, we called this. <laughs> Should we just tell people what's happening at the Alamo Draft House? Uh, if you want. I uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mintz-Bloss. I'm Martin Starr. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. Uh... It comes at night is playing at the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> it's not in our it's, it's down the Littleton one. Uh, it's like the really, Sloan's Lake one. Sloan's Lake one, yeah. No. Um, There's a Predator movie party tomorrow night. There is a Predator movie so party. I'll be at that one. I, think, I know that's the, happening. Is the director going to be there? No. Okay. I, know the I think he's in jail. <laughs> no, I think he's really? out. I th- I think, John McTiernan? Yeah, I think he's out now. Oh, okay. What was he in jail for? Tax evasion. Oh, okay. That's not exciting. Yeah. For an I'll action film so. director? <laughs> I thought it'd be like gun running. <laughs> gun running. <laughs> but, uh, the the yeah. film industry is just money laundering scheme. <laughs> he gets out of jail. Okay, the first thing I'm going to do is go to Denver, Colorado to a predator screening, do a Q&A for a film that's um, like 30 years old. My Alamo won't load. So in Denver, Colorado, you can go to two Alamo Draft House, and uh, if you're closer to the Denver area, there's one in Sloan's Lake, mm-hmm. and there's also one in Littleton if you're a little farther east. Or north, I guess. South, it would south, be. Yeah. Southeast-ish. Southeast-ish. Um, but, yeah, they have part, movie parties going on all the time. Um, just Women-only screenings of things. Women-only <laughs> screenings of stuff. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I'm pulling it up to see if there's anything we're forgetting. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's a whole week's worth of stuff we're forgetting. Oh, there is. Isn't there like a movie club this week, or is it not this week? Uh no it's next I think it's next week. Um but, uh, Steve if you're listening get cooler movies for your movie club. Steve continue to show exactly what you're showing. And then you get people like Henry going. Steve I Not have no cool people like me. <laughs> I bring people. <laughs> like Mike I been all you bring is your kid. <laughs> I wonder how many times I can ask him I want to show Friday the 13th the final chapter before he lets me show it. I think it's going to be a long time. <laughs> yep. So tomorrow there is a kids camp of sing the part of the movie part of which you mentioned. Uh, the subtitle version of Black Butler. It's an anime thing. Mm. Uh, then next day, uh, sing. And then there's uh, Escape from New York. That's happening. Nice. Cinema. Yeah. Do you like Escape from New York? Uh, yes. You, uh, you, you, you do, don't you? <laughs> I do like that yeah, movie. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> uh, film Still, do we know what that is? No. Uh, film Still is, is whatever. Do you know what it is? Uh, it's kind of an arty thing. Okay, cool. It's Everybody Knows <laughs> Elizabeth Murray. I, I, for an arty thing, I've never heard of it, so... Um, <laughs> Then uh, 
Video Vortex this week is Desperation Rising, which they described as uh, if David Lynch directed Scarface, so right up your alley. Uh, wow. <laughs> Because Scarface is probably the they worst just, movie ever they made. Sh- they should have just called the movie We Hate Ryan. <laughs> Brian De Palma's like, mm, I'm not going to make a shitty movie. <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be on all college kids' room, dorm room doors. <laughs> oh, God. I'll have That's you know true. that most college kids actually don't like that stuff anymore. <laughs> it's on my wife, so I'm not saying my wife's yeah. any better. Uh, I sh- yeah, I sh- I, when I went to college, I should have like changed it up and put the original Scarface poster on my wall. Just be to like, show people, be just, like, this is me. This is me. This is me. I enjoy movies with allegories and symbols that are clearly used with cookie cutter lighting. <laughs> so that's Littleton. I'm checking. Will it be different at Sloan's Lake, or are they feel like similar? So, uh, no, they have different programming. Okay, we'll, yeah. oh, we'll wait for that one to come up. Um, but yeah, that's what's showing there at Littleton. Now that they have two, they can kind of spread out their uh, movie parties. The Sloan's Lake one, I will say that it is beautiful. Like that's a beautiful theater, and their bar is beautiful. I love the tile on the floor. I love the chandeliers they have. Uh, they also have uh, at uh, Sloan's Lake. They have Geeks Drink tomorrow. Oh, trivia. Uh, yep, Green Room is showing. So if you, if you missed that, you can check that out. Uh, they're doing a Cherry Bomb. Which do we know what that is? It's a type of thing. It's not a movie. Okay, don't know. Uh, but they're showing Diary of a Teenage Girl, which uh, if you're a girl, definitely check it out. Uh, I saw it. Uh, it's well made, but I'm I heard not it was a, a good girl. movie. No, it's it's very well made, but I like it's one of the films that I I had to stop watching it towards the end because I knew that like it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a teenage girl. I did not grow up as a girl, so it doesn't. Really help. Yeah, but it, I've heard to that if you are if you did grow up as a teenage girl, it's really good. So if you <laughs> if you are, go check it out. It is really well made. Um, the Survivalist, whatever that is. Showing there, it's a guy who's surviving. Oh, um, Tempopo beer dinner. Uh, Tempopo was the ramen film. Mmm, ramen chicken yeah. flavor. Uh, I think so. I think the, it, they make some really good looking ramen in that film. <laughs> uh, Looper, Looper Fest. Oh, it's gonna be showing there. There we go. They, uh, Emily Blunt. Have I told you how beautiful she is? <laughs> My uh, new Entertainment Weekly showed up in the mail, and it's just her as Mary Poppins on the cover. I was oh, like, yeah. oh. That was some news. We got some Mary Poppins photos. That's not news. How am I gonna How am I gonna explain photos on a podcast? So she <laughs> looks like this. <laughs> she it's a rectangle. Looks stunning. Yeah. We did find out though that Julie Andrews won't be making a cameo, but I don't yeah. know if that was really news so much as like, yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah, she wants to just enjoy it. That's yeah. cool. But that Looper screening, I think, comes with these like custom. Yeah, it comes with like mugs. Mugs. Yeah, yeah. looks cool. Look cool. So if you're in Looper. It it's, should come with a free copy of The Last Jedi script. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the writer and the producer are doing the q and It might be. I mean, I'm just looking at the calendars. No. Which and I, I do know that if you get your tickets at alamodrafthouse.com, you'll get a... Uh, for Spider-Man, you'll get a Mondo's glass, which I don't know. I I think I'm closing on my house that day, so I don't know when I'm going to be able to... I want to see it. Thir- I'm going to see it Thursday. I Come think, on, so. spend an extra ten bucks. <laughs> well, no, I don't mind about that. I mean, I just don't know when my time my house is yeah. closing at. Mm. So you won't be at the opening. Um, I'm going to find a way to be there. I'll be there Thursday night. <laughs> and then finally, Thunder and Rain, whatever that is. And uh, Funeral Parade of Roses, whatever that is. So Oddly, Thunder and Rain is actually about sunshine and clear skies. Oh, Funeral, <laughs> Funeral Parade of Roses, that's not a special stream. That's just going to be a film that comes out. So. Oh, okay. Never mind. Cool. Cool? Yeah, that's what's showing at Stone's Lake as well. We also watch movies throughout the week in a segment that Zach calls... What is Jack Benny up to? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. First of all, 
the the chicken dance has nothing to do with Jack Benny. I'm just trying to think of like old timey songs. <laughs> you should have done like an old Victorian like. <laughs> Zach, um, what you watch this week? Uh, Zach watched a lot of things this week. Um, so oh, I rewatched the f- I watched the Faculty again. Robert uh, Rodriguez at Rob- his worst. Mm, uh, <laughs> well, kidding. especially no, I well, like the fact that well, I'm just kidding. Well, that's interesting because like it's not like the most well known of his films. I think it's more known for the Kevin Williamson aspect to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was like right off the of screen, I think, or at least within the range of vicinity. Um, but I love the film. I I still think it works, and actually, so a lot of the practical effects hold up today. Yeah, I remember um, John Stewart getting stabbed. In yeah, it. the CG the CG alien at the end. Because um, I'm not going to spoil who the alien is, but there is an alien. It's an it's alien John movie. Stewart. Uh, well, he's one of them, but like the queen alien is what I should say. Um, like the, the CG for that kind of holds up, except for certain spots in the light. So it was kind of like off-putting at times. Like, when did that come out? Ninety-seven, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. I want to say. Um, it's it's really fun though. Josh Hartnett's great in it. Um, Elijah Wood's good in it. Um, Josh pretty- Hartnett. His career went down when his plane went down in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Pearl Harbor sucked, <laughs> and I miss you. <laughs> um, so um, I also watched Shadow of the Vampire again. It's a good movie. I, I love that, that film. It's weird though because I was watching it this time. I've seen it plenty of times when I was younger, but Is watching that on it. Blu-ray? No, it's not. I had to get it off of Amazon uh, Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's par- on Prime though. It's not. It's not it. a Prime watch. I had to. I had to rent it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I really wanted to watch it. Like I was having that itch, and it was only like two bucks. But one thing I noticed is that the editing is interesting. Like the, the the structure of the story is not perfect. Like there are jumps in logic and gaps in time, but it doesn't really matter because it's more about showcasing those performances, mm-hmm. and it kind of tells the story in a, an artsier way. I guess is one way of putting it. But uh, Willem Dafoe is great in that fucking yeah, I know, movie. He's awesome. Uh, Malkovich is really good in it too. And I, I forgot Carrie Elwes was in the movie. <laughs> And uh, he he just like uh, oh, that's right yeah he he flies in and just like he's like the he's like the DP every director wants to be a badass or something like that you know um uh what else did I watch this week um I watched a documentary called the Jeffrey Dahmer Files um which is a I, so it's a document the, the, there's three subjects interviewed in the documentary it's the coroner who um examined the bodies that they found at Dahmer's apartment. It's the cop who was interrogating Dahmer, and it's Dahmer's neighbor. But they interweave it with recreations of Dahmer's life, but not Dahmer doing anything murdery. It's more of like Dahmer in his docile form, like where essentially he's just doing day-to-day bullshit. <laughs> and um, it like it's an interesting art piece. Like, it, and I looked up the budget. It was shot for under $500,000 and it's very, it's very, very effective. It's very short too, though. So, um, it's not, uh, something that you're gonna like get all the information out of the Dahmer case you want. Like if, if you, there's plenty of true ki- crime biopics for that, yeah. you know? Um, there is a, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer film that's, uh, doing battles right now. They're saying could be a big uh, Oscar thing at the end of the year. Is that the Efron one or no? Efron one's not shot yet. Oh, okay. uh, this one, uh, it's another thing where it's like a Disney star is playing Dahmer. Uh-huh. Uh, Ross Lynch is playing him. Okay, like current generation. So, but that, that one might be a big deal. So. Okay, cool. Um, I rewatched Notorious, the um, not the Hitchcock film, but the Biggie Smalls biopic. Yeah. And uh, it was. I mean, I I saw it in the theater when it came out, but that was the only time I had seen it, and it's still good. It still works. Jamal Woolard is a really good Biggie. Um, 
That's what and Anthony it, Mackie plays uh, Tupac, right? Yeah, it is. Oh. And actually, it's funny because they're doing that All Eyes on Me movie that's coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I mean, I guess he, Anthony Mackie's like either too busy or too expensive now. But would have been interesting if Mackie played uh, uh, Tupac in that one because Jamar Woolard is going to be playing Biggie in the Tupac movie that's coming out this summer. So. Um, I don't know, like that all eyes on me. The only thing that bugs me about that trailer is I hate when they dramatize speeches that Tupac's mom gave him. Yeah. I, I forget what it is in the trailer, and she says, they're not going to give you anything. you got to take it. Like, <laughs> uh, it looks a bit more heavy-handed him. than, like, yeah, that's what I mean. was. I, I don't like heavy-handedness. Just tell the story. Yeah. Is, oh, I just wanted to make sure it was okay. No. Um, uh, I also watched um, uh, the movie Race. Um, with Jason Sudeikis, and I'm trying to remember who plays Jesse Owens, but it's about Jesse Owens, um, who ran in the uh, 1936 Olympics uh, against the Nazis, um, and it's actually really good. Like Jason Sudeikis is really good in this movie. Um, between that and Colossal, I'm I'm I would like to see him do more things. So, um, but it's a pretty standard biopic. I mean, there's nothing extremely special about it, like stylistically or anything like that. But it is interesting. It's directed by the guy who directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Uh, Stephen Hopkins, mm. and um, there are there and are Predator too. Yeah, and I will point out that there are moments in that film that do look because he is a graphic artist. There are shots in that film that look like they're set up for a graphic novel, like a um, uh, uh, splash art. Mm. So it's kind of interesting in that sense. But it is a very long movie. I will say is like over two hours and fifteen minutes long. So it's not like it, it's you're in for a watch. Um, but it was fine. Um, I think there's a reason it came out when it did. <laughs> was probably not gonna sweep anything. Um, and then I saw Wonder Woman again. Nice. I so I the first time I saw it, I was trying to look at it critically, and and which is fine because that's what that's what we do when we're on this show. But I got to go with a friend last night, and we're watching it, and I, I just enjoyed myself a lot more than I did the first time because I wasn't focused on the critic stuff. I was like. I just want to watch a superhero. I just want to watch Wonder Woman beat the shit out of people. And she beats the shit out of people. And I thought it was really fun. Um, I, But I will go so far as to say, like, I don't... I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up in my top ten this year. Because so far, I've only got two movies that I know are going to be on that list. <laughs> like, right, right now, it's Wonder Woman and Get Out. <laughs> so, everything else hasn't really impressed me so much, you know? Um, but... But hey, if Wonder Woman's going to be on there, I'm glad it is. Yeah, yeah, I think Wonder Woman's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, so someone needs to rewatch Captain Underpants. <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably. Gonna be I'm my sorry. Top I, I'm sorry. That could actually end up on the list just for nostalgia alone. Um, but yeah, so that's all I watched this week. Nice, Brad. Uh, I did not watch nearly that much. Um, I beat Breath of the Wild yesterday. Nice. So well, beat. How many hours like, did you put into it? Uh, I think I'm at 300. Wow. And you like, didn't even beat it? Th- like, beat it, beat it, 100% completion? Right. I'm, I'm close. I just have a couple, like, pieces of gear to level up. And mm-hmm. then um, I found a side quest in, like, the last part of the game that started up. So, uh, But, I mean, uh, there's downloadable content. There's going to be another story. So it's not really done. It's just, like, this stage of it's done, I guess. Is it the uh, best Zelda game ever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, It's amazing. Like... Um, I mean, the story is not like it doesn't blow your mind, um, but it's the, the finale is kind of what you'd expect. But well, like, it like it's, from, it's about the journey. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. about the playing element. It's not yeah. about the story. Like you know, I, I, sorry, go no, ahead. go ahead. I purposely tried not to beat the game for the longest time. Like I just 
tried to do as many side quests and explore as much as I could yeah. um, until I found all the shrines and found all the gear. And um, yeah, it's it's it was about the journey. Like part of the leveling up is I have to find like ten of this certain type of butterfly. And I had out of three hundred hours, I hadn't seen it in the game ever until I got the, um, you know, the tunic at the end or whatever. So, um, like that's one more thing I get to go. Oh, oh do tunic! My spare time. I thought you said eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> like that's in the Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. I always loved in Zelda games. I would change his tunic because I got tired of seeing him in green, even though green's my favorite color. But I always loved like the the blue one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that that that's another thing that pressed me is like growing up, like. Link in the green tunic is like iconic, but somehow this game made me forget that. Yeah. Like, because there's the art direction is so beautiful in the game. Um, there's such diversity, such creativity um, that when I went to fight Gan at the end, I had trouble picking like what I was going to use because there's some pretty good armor sets, but I, like I want to look my best for the final yeah. fight. Yeah, but, no, I get it. Um, and it, it wasn't the green tunic thing. I was like, I should really do this with the blue one because that's like symbolizes the game. But I ended up using the guardian armor just because it's more practical. Yeah, I, uh, I'm playing Injustice right now, and you can add new like gear to the characters, and some of it's more powerful. I'm like, but it doesn't look as cool. <laughs> yeah. like so I, remember, I don't want to put uh, it on. Like back when I was like 15, my friend and I just stayed up for I think it was like 48 hours straight and just beat all of. Oh, what's the boat? Oh, uh, the boat one. What's the boat one? Uh, Wind Waker. Oh yeah, we, we did Wind Waker, but we did it all like in his like lobster costume. Like, we made sure he never changed out. Of <laughs> he has a lobster costume. Like when he first wakes up, that. he's in like a lobster like suit before he gets the green tunic. I haven't played in a long time. Uh, my favorite Zelda. I mean, I started it up for the Wii U version, but I got sidetracked because I yeah. you know beaten it before. But yeah. yeah, Breath of the Wild is almost. It's also an amalgamation of all the best parts of every previous Zelda game. Um, like there's just tons of Easter eggs that celebrate the franchise. No, yeah. Um, we'll learn. Okay. It's it's just amazing, um, and I'm I'm just sad that like there's no objective. There's no like after after game. Uh, I mean, there's gonna be a a, a kind of a new add-on game in okay. uh, November. I, I as soon as I was done with the game, I bought the expansion pass. Yeah. Um. So there's a, there's like hard modes coming out right now. Um. And it's like some. Sort of treasure chest sprinkled throughout but yeah. like over the holidays there's supposed to be some like new story yeah, yeah. side story not like a full thing but so just, they're doing like dlc kind of stuff yeah yeah dlc like short and i think that that's what they should do going forward is just like keep this map and this no, architecture yeah. and just add new stories to the game uh like there's a, the perimeter of the map like you can see like a cliffside yeah like i hope that becomes a world you can actually go That'd to cool, yeah. uh, instead of just like oh well let's rebuild the entire thing to yeah. Add this new element of gameplay. <laughs> uh, I just hope they just build stories yeah. within. It'd be like if they added Stay like here, Majora's Mask to. Yeah. yeah, it's like as soon as it's done because um, like there's certain elements to the game right now. Uh, like if you want to alter time, you just sit in front of fire <laughs> and like choose like oh I'm I'm gonna sit here until morning and so you don't have to like sit there in yeah. real time. Uh, but I'm like they could just take like Majora's Mask and, yeah, and like, add that story element to it. Yeah. Um, what else? Like Wind I mean, Waker. It wouldn't surprise me if I see like, if they were. T- I mean, because what they could do is like I mean they've been doing it for Pokemon for years now, where they just do like the game, but like set ten years later in the same world. Yeah. So like certain things are different, <laughs> and so you see like the time change. So yeah. they could do something like that too. And when I beat it, I was a little disappointed because um, I thought I'd get to replay the game from now on without Ganon's influence over the yeah. countryside. 
but it just takes you like right back to like before you beat. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, I was I was actually really excited to just continue playing the game. Yeah. Like, sure, ha- have enemies spawn Still everywhere, there, but yeah. uh, him hovering over the castle, um, I, I I thought that would be cool if that just like disappeared and it was like. There's like that purple blight across the countryside. I like. There's places I wish that wasn't there. Yeah. Um. And maybe stuff underneath would come out that you could yeah. like adventure to. So, but um. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it might be also one of the things that like they pushed like the Nintendo Switch to its complete capacity, so they just couldn't. That's add. another thing that blows my mind. Is like everything I've done is on that little postage stamp of cartridge. No, yeah. yeah. It's, it's insane. insane. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. And then the last thing I saw was a short film from uh, a New York indie filmmaker um, called Artery in Vain. Oh, you watched it. <laughs> oh, what do you think? Uh, it's actually pretty good. Um, Thank you. Like, the cinematography is really good. The writing is a little confusing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's making this point about how, like, even the people who are supposed to be, like, the best people in society are, like, kind of... Well, it's supposed to like, be... Like, no well, one's like, really good. The argument of the film is that... Well, because like the for those who don't know, Artie Bain's my film, uh, and the film is uh, it's about these two medical students who turned to organ theft as a way to pay off their student debt. Oh, I I thought one was a medical student, but the other guy was like technically technically the other guy is like the older guy is graduated already, but he wasn't in medical school as well. Um, and so it's basically the film, and so it's about it takes place on one night as they essentially steal the harvest kidney. an organ. Yeah. yeah, they harvest an organ from this girl, mm-hmm. and the entire film is the conversation that the two have. And the film is called Artery in Vain because it's essentially the it's essentially them trying to justify what they're doing and say tell themselves we're still good people even though we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And how one of them does that is he says, you know, it's extremely expensive to become a doctor, whereas it's extremely cheap to be like a banker or something like that. And so that's his justification. It's it's one of things like and that's something that I necessarily agree with, but I think it's a point that I wanted to sh- I wanted to have that character have. Yeah, you don't so. have to like make movies that like agree with what. No, yeah. So like you always so. like make movies that yeah. but, bring um, up an idea. Yeah, so and always make cool. a movie you want to make. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's Twombly, don't make that. <laughs> almost went a fucking week without. Hearing <laughs> but I thought the performances were pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. There's just a couple things of like. Um, there are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you anyway. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the the guy who's like a seasoned professional at this. Yeah. Like, the fact that he, like, drinks that alcohol and, like, throws... Yeah. That, like, doesn't make sense, because if he's such... Like, he just chastised the one guy for making mistakes. Yeah. Like, that seems like something he shouldn't do. Um, but it sets up the end for... Yeah. The other guy who's, I guess, good. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's like... They're both bad people. Yeah. The day, so. But the other guy's trying to prove that he's not as bad yeah, by, like, framing yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and then the girl... I only watched it the one time, but like yeah. she, her getting pulled out of the tub, like she seems still pretty rigid for a girl's unconscious. Like her yeah. head was like, yeah, curled up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we shot the film in five hours in this one hotel room. <laughs> huh. We got the hotel room for one night, and it was like we got like the executive suite. Room's not that big, but it's still the executive suite of a New York apartment. And is, uh, is that music thing like yeah, music part? That's the, not you guys. Okay. No, it's not, that's the hotel. Yeah, there's um, like sheet music like on the tile throughout yeah. the room. It's a cool it's, hotel room. Um, yeah, but uh. We got there, and I was like, this room costs $300. We're getting this done tonight. <laughs> so, You're not coming back. So, like, there were... And there's also, like, continuity issues that, like... Of him having his mask on in some scenes, not other scenes. Uh, I didn't even notice. It's something that I noticed, because I'm like, ah, god damn it. But, uh... And there's a boom shadow in one of the shots. Oh. Uh, that one, I actually didn't notice the first seven times I saw the film, I edited the <laughs> film, and then my boom operator was like, hey, look, there's me. And I was like, god damn it, Stephen. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> so you need to make... 
movies like Hot Shots, and then when it shows up, it's like, oh, it's supposed to be there because it's a zany, stupid comedy. Oh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you want. I'm glad you watched it. Yeah. So uh, keep keep doing it. Uh, we submitted it to like five festivals. Uh, as soon as we are not, as soon as we get rejected from those festivals, uh, I will put it online. So <laughs> for everyone to see. So cool. Henry. All right. Uh, so just art house ass this week is. Uh, it's called uh, After Image. It is, I think, it was showing at the scene. I don't know if it's still showing now. But uh, it was the last film of Andrewiz Wadja. I think that's how I pronounce his name. A legendary Polish director. If you haven't heard of him, don't worry, neither have I. Um, but his parent, this was uh, his last film. He, met, he directed it when he was 90 years old. And uh, he died just before the premiere of it. Uh, but it's a, I, I mean, it's a very sad film. It's very Polish. Um basically so it's, it's stupid too well um, <laughs> always really proud of those jokes i'm gonna, I'm gonna say like joke. so it's your favorite movie of the year <laughs> well, how many um, polish people does it take to spool a film reel <laughs> uh but anyway it's about it's the true story of this one painter whose name is me right now uh who lived in poland during like stalin's regime and uh he's he's very avant-garde painter and he's very against communism and it's basically about how as like communism enters Poland, they make it that way because they can't l- just kill him, but they essentially starve him to death. So it- he shaves his paintbrushes down to weapons and kicks their ass and kills yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I'm he- on, I'm on board for this movie. At the end of the film, he goes, "Time to kill Unism." Yes. So, um, you Russians are gonna go down, Andre. You've got to change this. <laughs> But uh, it's very depressing. Apparently, that's how a lot of his film, uh, the director's films are. I'll probably check out more of his stuff because he gets considered this legendary Polish director. But yeah, after image, uh, if you want to read my full thoughts on it, go to RoseBoxPodcast.com to see the most recent article. Uh, I also watched Bonnie and Clyde for the first time. Ooh, that's how'd a, you like it? That's a really good film. Oh yeah. Uh, both those people super hot. So, uh, compared to if you see a real picture of Bonnie and Clyde, they're not the most glamorous looking people in the world. Yeah, because they all have to bolt holes in them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's, that's part of it. <laughs> they're also probably skeletons by now. So. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, you can still see their death cart at every county fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, watch Dream Girls. Dream Girls is really fun. Uh, had like you never one. seen it before? Nope. It was my first time. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I like uh, Eddie Murphy in that movie. Eddie Murphy's good. Uh, Jimmy Fox is really good. Uh, Jennifer Hudson is a Gen- pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I didn't realize it was Beyonce until like halfway through the film. I was like, "Oh damn, it's Beyonce!" Yeah. So I like Bill Condon movies. They're, yeah, fun. they're, they're fun. fun. I watched Speed for the first time. Uh, Speed's really fun. <laughs> All uh, right, Hot Shot. What'd you think? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, At least I'm taller. <laughs> That was a cool movie. I, yeah, it's fun. I love Speed, but my favorite thing about Speed is probably a, one of the critic jokes where um, it's like, all right, hot shot, you think you're so smart, read this book in less than five minutes, and it's just Keanu Reeves trying to read a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Jason Sudeikis, if you want more stuff of him to watch, Ooh. I watched Mother's Day this week. Don't watch that one. Mother, um, oh, the, oh. Of the tracks of Mother's Day? There probably is. The uh, Ga- the Gary Marshall film? Yeah, it's uh, Gary Marshall's last film. When yeah. Doug Benson was last out at the Alamo, that's what they did was yeah. Mother's Day. Oh, they did really? Mother's Day too. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm sure it would have been great, because I watched this film for the first time, and I was like, oh. Well, spo- spoiler, I didn't like it. Uh, that's, I'm not rewatching this <laughs> no, film. No, really? <laughs> uh, I thought yeah. that one would sway your heart more than Rock Dog. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. Um... <laughs> 
Uh, I watched uh, The Rocketeer for the first time. <laughs> and since James isn't here, uh, what a piece of garbage film. <laughs> uh, you're wrong, but Worst okay. movie ever. Man, what a, what an awful film about following your dreams. <laughs> That's a film that shouldn't have a sequel slash reboot, whatever they're doing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's fun. It's a bit dated, but still fun. So. Yeah, it's fun too. He got James got mad at me because I think in my comic book movies I put it like number thirty or something. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. the best, but like, well, it's like it's it's in the same vein of like not not in terms of quality, but it's in the same vein of the shadow or or even phantom yeah. where it's like not good. No, it's it's like it's it's pulpy. It's it's pulpy, but it's they, pulpy. But you can make cool pulpy things like Dark Man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, what, eventually when the reboot, sequel, whatever it is, comes out, I'll probably watch it. Why not? Take your goddamn pink elephant. Fucking pink elephant. Timothy Dalton is really good in the film. Oh, yeah. He's great in that. I watched my cousin Rachel, uh, which uh, was... Whoa, that's kind of creepy to watch your cousin Rachel. Hey. Is that Anne Hathaway? Uh, Rachel, no, Rachel, Rachel Vise. That's, Rachel, that's Rachel getting married, uh, is Hannah Hathaway. But yeah, I don't understand it. Um, cause I, I went in and this film starts at 90 degrees. Like, basically, like the opening scene of this film is the main character narrating his life and it's just, so I was an orphan, then my cousin adopted me and then I, he raised me as like his brother and then he left and he married this bitch Rachel and then she's, she's super awful and then I don't like her and then he died. So I'm going to kill Rachel title card. And then the film starts <laughs> like at that exact basing. So I okay. was confused this entire film cause it never slows down to like let you like understand anything that happens, <laughs> it's uh it's from the same writer who made uh, Hitchcock's Rebecca, okay, um, and I and it's and it's based on that book and it feels very much like the director. Do you have a joke that you want to? No. Okay. Um, it feels very much like there was uh, they took the key points of the book uh-huh. and put them in, not putting in the stuff that leads to those points. Mm. So it's like. Wait, why are you in love with Rachel now? Mm-hmm. Why do you now hate Rachel? Where is the development here? Yeah, and so, no. but I mean, it's okay. It's it's very well shot and very well made, even though I don't understand it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, I watched Shimmer Lake, which is a new Netflix film. Which one? Shimmer Sorry? Lake. Uh, Shimmer Lake. Shimmer Lake. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it stars uh, Rain Wilson. Uh, Oh, is that the horror film or the thriller film or whatever it is? It was, it's well, the film it stars Rain Wilson, Benjamin Walker, a couple other people, uh, and it's about uh, it's about this bank robbery gone wrong, and it tells it memento style. So, like, mm. they robbed the bank on Tuesday, but the film is told Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Okay. Um, and so you kind of see it from, and so you see it's in like most bank robbery gone wrong type stuff. There's a lot of twists and turns along the way. And it's weird how it, to describe it, but, like, it reveals it to you backwards. Hmm. Like, where, like, it'll be like, oh, until so it'll be like, okay, that's how this person dies. Because it'll be like, this person, you find this person dead on Friday, and then you see them die on Thursday. And it's like, okay, that's how that person dies, and you see how it all kind of ties together to this bank job. Right. Uh, it's really, really well written. It's written by the same guy that did 21 jump, 22 Jump Streets. Uh as well as some other stuff. He's, it's really, really well written. It's his first directorial film. Uh, but uh, if you're looking for like a really solid, really well written like crime thriller, uh, I would definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, probably my second pair of film of the year. So cool. Yeah, and so but that's what I watched this week. So awesome. Uh, I watched a few things. Uh, one of the uh, really the only thing I like about being at my in-laws' house right now is my uh, father-in-law has. The really expensive Sony 3D TV mm-hmm. is like the one that was like four thousand dollars when it came out. So I've been getting. I brought over all my 
Cool. All my uh, 3D movies. And last night I watched Texas Chainsaw 3D. And um, it's not better in 3D. Go get them, cuss. <laughs> Did you not see it in 3D in the theater? No. no. <laughs> um, and every time I have this like uh, reaction when I see Adam Marcus on the screen where I want to throw up in my mouth. And uh, he's the writer of Jason Goes to Hell. And he's also the writer on this. And and you just hated the fact that, the, that it's now in th- his name is now in 3D. Yes. <laughs> and you bought it? Uh, on Halloween, I don't know if it's last year or the year before, it was two ninety nine at Best Buy. <laughs> You're like, because Best Buy does those like Halloween, like this is what's scaring us this year, whatever. So you're like two ninety nine, you win, Adam Marcus. <laughs> yeah, because you know sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I was too hard on it. Because as soon as I saw his, you know, his name, I already had a, a prejudice against the movie. And <laughs> watching it again, I'm like, no, it's not me. <laughs> it's the fact that there's no. I understand it's a horror film. But even they have to have some bit of logic to them. And the one that always bothered me is so it takes place after the first one. And the film opens with the aftermath of the first film. The credits are highlights of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. So it so the credits end and it, it's like the Sawyer family is about to get in a shootout with the police, which is fine. They end up shoot out the police. And at the end, like the local bumpkins are going around and there's a lady there of the Sawyer family and she has a baby. And they kidnap this baby, basically. And uh, so they take the baby, and then it's like present day. So 2012, 13, I don't know when the movie came out. 13. And, is it 13? Mm-hmm. Present day. And so Alexandria Daddario is the daughter. Mm-hmm. She's 21. Shouldn't she be so, 40? <laughs> so, yeah, it's 40 years have passed. Yeah. And then so also Leatherface should be. 70 or 80 years old by now probably walking with a cane yeah but he lives in the basement of this house that she inherited and also i don't know how they knew who she was if they stole her from the family everybody who died so she gets a, an anonymous letter from a grandmother who died who left her this house with leather face in it there's there's a lot of ideas that have no that have no merit yeah i would really like to see it where there's a 70 year old other face using the chainsaw yeah. as a <laughs> Uh, so that movie is whatever. The other That's weird. old Leatherface. <laughs> it makes sense why he wants to kill exploitive teens. So. <laughs> the other thing I remember from it is that they make Leatherface like sympathetic. Yeah, and him and the girl make... like the hero of the movie. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's and always... everyone else is the assholes. You know, I. Good job. It's always, and I don't know why, but if you read the Slash of the Titans book about Freddy versus Jason before they finish the script for the one they shot jason was always like the anti-hero so they always try to it it just doesn't work like you can't somebody who's a mass murderer can't be an anti-hero and leatherface doesn't have any redeeming qualities i mean if if you're taking it from the first film he kills indiscriminately and so you're trying to yeah and so yeah now they're trying to make him like somewhat of a good guy no he's still murdering people Mm -hmm. you can't make someone who kills indiscriminately and butchers people with a chainsaw someone like i can root for this guy yeah you know and it's well because they clearly didn't shoot a scene where he's pressing flowers in his book that is that that would make him instantly sympathetic that is true (laughs) people didn't like love chainsaw massacre because they thought leather leather face was like oh he's just misunderstood it's like those movies are awesome because he's horrible but yeah I don't know. It's actually seen well. Those the remakes. They the remake. I think kind the of remakes lean, are good. The remake. I don't know if the first remake does it, but I know that the the prequel remake 
um, the beginning, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, they they lean on uh, em- sympathy or empathy for uh, the uh, uh, ha- uh, the Sawyer kid who grows up to be Leatherface. So it's not like that they haven't done this before, except like with Texas Chainsaw 3D, they kind of amp it up and go like, no, we want him to be a yeah, hero. Now. You can you can have sympathy. It's, I mean, you can have sympathy f- for the monster. For, yeah, for monster. Like, I mean, that's something as old as Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. But you can. Um, you can even have sympathy because Jason technically is only a creation of being a victim. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a victim of someone not watching him and he drowns. Yeah, and I under, but you don't have sympathy for who he is mm-hmm. because he's a mass murderer. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I also watched Hidden Figures again. I finally got around to watching the Blu-ray. That movie's great. Um, I, I like that Kevin Costner uh, spits in the face of racism and s- and segregation. Smashes it with a crowbar. No, that movie's really well done. <laughs> Okay, Makes that bathroom it. whites included. Yes. <laughs> Think about it. There's no colors at NASA, Brad. Uh, so that movie so he, was fun. So he didn't defeat racism. He just made more bathrooms for white people. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I'm saying his statement would be stronger if he went to the white bathroom and said colors could go in it. Yeah. Callan, can you tell her what he movie? Just with a crayon color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What movie did we see this week, Callan? Do you remember? Say Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. <laughs> see, did see it? Me and Kellerman saw Captain Underpants. Ah, uh, nice. Um, it's funny. You know, it's it's the most shallow form of humor you can have. But? but I mean, I laughed. I mean, it's literally about farting and poop and pee. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, that's all I ever was going to be. <laughs> And they did disappoint. <laughs> uh, but you guys are right. Uh, Ed Helms is pretty good in it because there's that one scene where they're throwing water on him and he's turning back and forth. <laughs> he's like, tra-la. And he, you know, then he's back to being the principal again. It's yep. pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of the sock puppet gag? <laughs> yeah, the sock pocket puppet was fun. Uh, Nick Kroll is a bad guy. who was really good. Uh, his, his resume cracked me up. Yeah, I mean, it was just a fun light movie. There's... Nothing. I mean, it's not as good as Pixar or anything like that, but it's still fun. Yeah, I mean, it knows exactly what it's trying to be. It's yeah, not, you know. But I, I mean, I I dig it. It's... Oh no, like I I mean, Kellen laughed at it and he thought he had a good time. That's what's important on this one. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a goofy movie. I mean, it's not like I said. I've never read any of the books, so I don't know anything about them. I just know it's a superhero wears underpants. <laughs> I mean, like they're they're like they they tread along the line of a graphic novel, but they're yeah. not really. It's a children's book, so it's got illustrations in it. But there's so many like what I love about it, like you know the flip the flip book gag that they do in the movie because yeah, like, that's great. Yeah, that was um like that was part of the books themselves. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I mean I had I liked when they broke the fourth wall a lot, mm-hmm. where this you know say we don't have a big budget, so we're gonna flip through there and show you what happened. <laughs> uh, that stuff's fun. Um, I like in the first fifteen minutes they have a grand end credit sequence, <laughs> yeah. and all of it is created by Harold and George, produced by Harold and George. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, I, I, okay, and I, I'm still not a big fan of Kevin Hart as a voice actor. Mm. Uh, I mean, he's okay in this movie, but it's again, I don't, I don't buy him as a voice actor. Well, I think it's also like Thomas Nolich has like a long history of voice acting, mm. so when you put the two together, well, yeah, and then you're going up against Ed Helms, who I, I has he ever done voice acting? Because if he's not, he's pretty good. At I'm it. sure he's done sure something, but some he's point. so talented. I mean, that guy can sing and do all the stuff that I think is required for being a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and, and not that Kevin Hart's ho- horrible in it, but he does stand out he, he, big time. He's playing like a third grader, and he sounds like an adult. Right? Yeah. So, so he stands. He he sticks out more because he's. I guess he's surrounded by so many great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still had fun with that movie. I mean, I've definitely seen worse animated movies. Shrek Forever I mean, After. The film is like ineligible for the Oscars from a an animated film. Yeah. So, like, but they're, they're how going, is it ineligible? Oh, because of the, all the live action stuff in it. Yeah. Because if you have any live action, you're not. A little for best. It's why the Lego movie was not nominated. Mm. The Lego Batman movie could count. Could be, yeah. yeah. But so I mean, it's like what I'm saying is that like clearly they they knew they weren't going to win any awards, yeah. so they're just trying to make it as entertaining as possible for kids. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but it's fun. I mean, uh, my little boy liked it, and that's all that matters. Uh, and, and the last thing I watch is my Emily Blentathon is starting to wind down. I uh, watched Arthur Newman, which I've never seen before. Uh, Colin Firth stars with Emily Blunt, and in a Colin Firth is this semi-pro golfer who fakes his own death, and he goes on the run, and he happens to meet Emily Blunt, who's uh, basically a thief, and she's trying to escape, too. And so it's like one of those dramedies where they find each other. And Why does uh, he fake his death? Because uh, he's unhappy in his life. Ah, okay. Like his son doesn't respect him. His wife left him. Hmm. Um, the movie's really boring. Uh, it's have you seen it right up my alley no I have not no seen it. no I'm not I don't know it's it's not like it, the thing that always bums me out with movies like this is it's not incompetently made it's not incompetently yeah. acted it's just horribly it's, paced yeah that's a good way because it was I think it's only an hour and 30 minutes and it's one of those ones where you look at the time you're like Jesus it's only been 60 minutes into this movie uh, I mean there is some shots of Emily Blunt's butt which really helps um, <laughs> yeah that's that's the that's the one thing Thanks. that time can be made go faster by is if you have Emily Blunt's ass. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean Colin Firth is really good in it, and I mean Emily Blunt's good. But again, the movie's so boring that it's it's hard. It's hard to like like it. It's hard to care. Exactly. It's hard, it's hard to say to yourself, "I'd watch this again." <laughs> yeah, I I mean I Mike's I mean the performances are good, and not just them. Uh, he has a son in it that's pretty good, and Hache is in it. it, and sometimes it's just I don't know. I can't even. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like probably one of my least favorite one of her movies. It's not as bad as Gulliver Travels, but uh, it's just not much happens in it. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's and I think that's the biggest bummer is it's made well, it's acted well, but it, the pacing's awful, and it's just boring. I just kept on waiting for something to happen, and the parts that were supposed to be funny, they're not that funny. Oh, is it a comedy? I, I think it's marketed as one, but is it British? No. Oh, so it's not a British comedy. No, so I, both... I would have been able to excuse it then. Yeah, so, so both Emily Blunt and Colin Firth play uh, Americans in it, so... Wow, really? Yeah. Weird. I mean, they both can pull it off. No, I mean, I'm sure they can, but it's... But yeah... Why would you get two British actors to play two Americans? I don't know. It's a good question. Need to get That's why I have a life-proof case on it. <laughs> We're all, like, anxiously watching this happen. <laughs> Do you have a life-proof case for his shirt and the table? <laughs> Well, the table will wipe up easy. It's Zach's shirt. Table. It's Zach's table. It'll absorb it. Um, it, abs- it absorbs soda like it absorbs hatred. So. <laughs> Not picking. I was just looking over there. All of a sudden, this huge stream of yeah. Pepsi just spilled yeah. on his face. Normally, I would care too, but I'm like, mm. uh, yeah, that's what I watched this week. Do you have any other like only ones to watch? Uh, yeah, you know, I thought I was almost done, but I, when I went back and I looked at the list, I, I mean, I have them. Um, I have my Summer of Love, uh, The Great Buck Howard. Oh, I forgot about the Great Buck Howard. Um, <laughs> and the Jane Austen Book Club. That might be it. Okay. I think I have three or four. I'd have to double check. I, I could watch the Huntsman Winter War again. It's you, like no. sitting on my shelf just like 
wanting me to watch it. But I'm I'll like, watch that for you. I haven't seen it, so I'll watch that one for you. Come on, Ray. Do it. Watch <laughs> it. You, you know you want to watch it. Come on, <laughs> Ryan, who are you talking to? No, nothing, honey. <laughs> you got to complete the set. <laughs> you got to finish it, gay. You've already watched Live, Die, Repeat, and Looper again. <laughs> sure, those were good movies. But <laughs> yeah. I, I vaguely remember Winner's War being okay, and then it's just there. Like It exists because Chris Hemsworth is popular. And they're like, we don't want Kristen Stewart on any, here. Any other contract with the studio? Yeah, two movies. Exactly. <laughs> But, well, I mean, I'll probably watch it again. I'll, I'll try to finish it this week, uh, all her movies. So, Actually, uh, speaking of Chris Hemsworth, did you see that video where um, he's complaining about not being in the next Avengers film? Yeah, it's he's great. knocking the action figures around. <laughs> yeah. Like, thanks for nothing, Russo brothers. <laughs> Wait, Thor's not going to be in Infinity War? We're talking about Civil War. No, Civil War. Oh, Civil War. Yeah, it's, but it's like all these action oh. figures out and stuff. It's pretty funny. Oh, okay. I, I'll need to watch that video. <laughs> Oh, I guess the other. I guess I just remember that Chris Evans did extend his contract with Marvel. It was like oh. one film, though, right? Yeah, to yeah. be in the second part of Infinity War Part Two. <laughs> That'd be weird if he recast for the second half, or they kill him. Seth Rogen <laughs> plays Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, how are we doing? <laughs> well, I mean, that reminds me. There's not, that's the other piece of news that came out this week that they're Sony's re-releasing all of uh, oh, Seth Rogen's films fucking... to be family friendly, oh, <laughs> yeah. which I don't. So oh, yeah. I don't know why yeah. they're choosing his films because they're like. The oh, there's a bunch films. of them, though. So I mean, what, it's going to be a five-minute Pineapple Express? <laughs> my kid keeps telling me he wants to watch Sausage Party, and I tell him, you can't watch Sausage Party. And <laughs> yeah. then I had this idea. <laughs> what if we stripped out <laughs> all the crudeness from the movies we make? But that, nice. but that means you're literally going to watch... Well, what they're doing is they're like essentially releasing the TV-edited versions. So it's like the redubbing lines. So that's what I mean. Like it's, I think it's called Sony Clean or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And it's yeah, stupid. But like the first More movie like sto- on like the stupid. menu is the Amazing Spider-Man. You're like, wait, what is? What, what did they edit out of that? There was a scene where where the lizard gets his chel- chopped off. I don't know. There was there. that really explicit gay sex scene between the lizard and uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, so. with, with his chopped off tail. <laughs> and don't forget, Emma Stone like took off her shirt and just started wiggling her boobs at traffic. So. Oh, we would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah, weird. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is what's coming out on Blu-ray this week. DVD releases the Blu-rays. Ah, my phone. Uh, but I know John Wick 2 is coming out. Yeah. yeah. And a sweet book is at Best Buy. First and second. Yeah. It has books. The Lego Batman movie is also coming out on 4K and Blu-ray. That's a fun movie. It's one yep. of my favorite movies of the year. Also Steelbook. The Best Buy for that one. Do we mm-hmm. want to like pull up digital bits or something? Or? Uh, you don't want to go digital bits. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, digital bits. <laughs> well, no. If digital bits makes their site more friendly, then go to it. <laughs> I'm not. But, but they're forgetting stuff. Brad's already mentioned South Park Season 20 is also at Best Buy. Yeah. I beat you to it. On uh, 4K, there's also Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the nice. Apes. Because I think nice. there's a Planet of the Apes movie coming out soon. There is. The there 14th. Is. is there? War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Which I saw like a short clip example today. And the CGI on those apes is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty great. Oh, yeah. um, it's almost as if Weta knows how to do monkeys. All right. Criterion's got They Live by Night, not to be confused with the Ben Affleck Live by Night. <laughs> what's, what's They Live by Night? I don't know. It's a noir <laughs> film. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's definitely a pulpy film. It looks I old. I think I've heard of <laughs> By My, it. Nicholas Ray, directed by Nicholas yeah. Ray. I don't know who that is. Like, oh, yeah. He, he, they recently acquired a lot of Ray. He's like essentially the founder of noir. So mm-hmm. Nice. I don't know if it's a Scream Factory, but there's something that looks like it would be Alienator. Oh, that is Scream Factory. Cyborg chick on it. 
It's one I. Those are the ones I wait till they go on sale for like fifteen bucks. What is Alienator <laughs> supposed to be about? I don't know. I think it's a canon film. Oh, if I had to great. Get, <laughs> guessing from the cover art of this cy- half human, half cyborg. Well, cyborg implies that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like a cross between the Terminator and it's uh, it's probably a, a Terminator that kills aliens. Alienator. Nice. Um, <laughs> the term. <laughs> Terminator mixed with aliens. Like so James Cameron's just meshing all of this shit together. <laughs> the complete series of Grimm comes out as long as uh, also the last season. Uh Zach has pre has pre his pre order of the Vampire Vampire Diaries. I just blew that joke so yeah, bad. It, if you're gonna deliver it, make sure it sticks. <laughs> Look, if you're gonna insult me, be an expert or get the fuck yeah, out. <laughs> I'll give you some lessons. <laughs> Alright. Um let's see. Uh, Cheech and Chong's next movie. That's right. Is that Shout Select? It's a shout Select. Oh, I forgot a movie I watched this week. Which, Damn it. Which one? <laughs> well, wait till this, and then I'll talk about it because the movie's pretty awesome. Okay. Bones, the final chapter. I didn't realize that TV show was a book. <laughs> <laughs> that show was on for 12 years. Um, yeah. I watched the first three seasons. I really liked it. I have friends who liked it, but. Um, it's kind of like Castle. I know it's there, but I don't watch it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I feel the same way about it. Uh, for James, there's a movie, some movie called Land Shark, <laughs> and there's a girl with her legs on a beach towel. They're like kicking up, and then this this the shark is just chewing through the beach sand. It's like it's out of control. We did like, watch Sand Sharks. Is that like, the sequel? I don't know. It, that sounds like. Hey guys, remember that Land Shark sketch from the '70s SNL? <laughs> what if we turned it into a legit thing? <laughs> nice. Oh. um... For, uh, past guest Glenn Burgett's his movie the worst movie ever is on here nice oh wow uh, looks like just DVD uh, so he got distribution on that one good for him he's fun I really liked his uh, to die, die is hard. hard to to die is hard yeah I I still haven't watched it <laughs> the disc is sitting on my on my desk um what else that's that's it that is it. So something I missed, sorry, no uh, panic. that I watched this week is I watched Streets of Fire, oh. which, which is uh, <laughs> okay, so Shout Select by Walter Hill. Um, okay. And it's called a rock and roll fairy uh, fable or fairy tale, I forget. And it stars Diane Lane and Michael uh, Pere. Is that how you pronounce those I names? I think so. Yeah. so. Pere, because he has a little accent accent mark on I think it's Michael Pere. And... Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. and Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis and Rick Moranis is like the skeeziest dude ever. And have you seen it? Yeah, it's yeah. not at the Alamo. It's like a specialty thing. You guys, you guys, like we were talking about Rick Moranis on one of the past episodes, and I said like I'm pretty. I said like bloatedly, I'm pretty sure that Rick Moranis is a perfect guy. And they said even you asked even Streets of Fire, and I said I don't think I've seen it. And they and you said that's why you still love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah. So Diane Lane is this uh, Aaron. Aim, yeah, Ellen Aim, I think is her name. Yeah, her, her rock, I know her last name's Aim. Yeah, yeah, her as uh, this rock star, and she comes to this futuristic but '80s world, and she's putting on a concert. And Willem Dafoe is the leader of this biker game called the Bombers, and they rush the stage and kidnap her in the middle of like her set. And then they, uh, Michael Perret comes back into town. His name's uh, Tommy. Fuck. Tommy fuck. Tommy fuck. <laughs> but it's, I actually think the movie's pretty fun. It's yeah. like like in a cheesy 80s thing. Do you not like it? I was I was, I was bored. Yeah. Like Rick Moranis is trying to play this tough guy, but he <laughs> looks like Rick, Rick Moranis. And yeah. then by the end, like he's totally okay with, yeah, go ahead, take my girl. Well, they have that scene where they're kissing in the rain. <laughs> 
I really liked it. It's um, it's, it's so I'll have, I'll have to weird. watch this. Sometime. It is. I'll have to let you borrow. It. And well, the the shout select is pretty sweet. It has a two hour making of on it, and they also include like an hour and fifteen vintage making of it. Uh, a couple more interviews. Uh, shout select's a really cool. I mean, it's basically the cult film version of Scream Factory. Yeah, uh, it's their cri- same same company. Yeah, it's like their Criterion thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I really liked it. I had fun watching it. Willem Dafoe's fun in it. His uh, outfit cracks me up. It's like these black vinyl like overalls that come up to like his nipples on his <laughs> uh chest yeah uh but yeah it's fun who, who did the warriors him walter hill? walter hill yeah yeah come out and play they seem yeah they seem very similar yeah that's why i was able to remember that yeah bunch of people fighting i think it'd benefit more if it was rated r but it's rated pg yeah, what happens? Like the kidnapper, and this is like a road movie about trying to get back to the city. Yeah, well, they kidnap her, and then they go and rescue her, and there's people fighting and shooting motorcycles, and then they have this. Uh, at the end, remember, Willem Dafoe shows up, and he's like, uh, the police look at Michael Pere, and they, and he goes out and says, "I'm gonna fight him," and they go out and fight, just punch each other, and then they drag him off at the end. I'm like, mm, not like Lethal Weapon, but close. Yeah, I had fun with it. Cool. <laughs> That's really well done, the shout select. Uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw The Mummy. Zach, should people see The Mummy? You know, I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I usually I can tell you yes or no. This one, I was like, there are so many things going on at once um, that... On one hand, yeah, if you want to, if you want to like escape your head for two hours, go right ahead. But I didn't really think it was that good, so I don't know. I'm kind of torn. <laughs> Brad, uh, I'm not torn. Uh, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> um, this movie just so much feels like the well, Universal exec said, like, okay, we need our 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 MCU. What do we? How do we make that? What do we got? Yep. In the, what do we got in the can? And so they went to Comic Con. They made a list of like every nerd culture thing that they should be hip to, and they tried to cram it all into this movie. And um, it was, I was, it's a mess. I was bored. Only they had fidget spinners in it. Mm. Then it would have been better. It's it's all over the, all over the place. T- Tom Cruise is fine, but it, like he seems like he's in a different movie um, than the rest of the. Uh, Russell Crowe feels like he's in an, in another movie. The special effects are kind of. Are, surprisingly weak in some places um and nothing really happens like it's all set up for tom cruise's character for the next movie it's bafflingly disjointed henry this is an amazing film uh no um (laughs) i think it has its strengths but it has far more weaknesses uh i'm gonna say no go see wonder woman for the third time (laughs) uh yeah this one i'm like with zach it there's Parts where I think like the horror works really well as a gothic horror film, yeah. but then you have Russell Crowe, and you're like, so it, it, they're trying to build a universe, but the problem is, I also think the payoff is, are they pitching the next movie? Because they have no like clear direction on what movie is going to be next. Yeah, I mean, we know that Bill Condon's doing Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. but there's no... I, I, they didn't hint that at all. No, I was, I was towards the end, I was like, oh, maybe the, his... Well, we'll wait till we get the spoilers. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't have any. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's Are disappointing too because I think that there's some parts that's pretty dark, and I think it has potential to be like a great gothic horror film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, "Oh wait, we need to make a universe out of this, so we're gonna put Russell Crowe in here." And then 
not really explain and, the rules and, of the universe. And we're gonna have we'll some, get into it. We're gonna have some, we're gonna have some dis- sometimes just disjointed action sequences. Yeah, uh, here's a trailer for the Mummy. You have no idea what you have unleashed. What the hell? How did you get out of that plane? There's not a single scratch on your body. You are alive because you were cursed. Cursed? By what? The ultimate evil. Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. You saw that, right? (laughs) She did something to me. The very essence of evil calls to you now. So like, this is why I I can't decide, because like I, I was talking to I was talking to a writing partner of mine about the mummy, and he made a good point, which is like, deep down I want this universe to work somehow, because I love the Universal monster movies and I really want that to come back in vogue, but I also came to the realization after walking out of this movie that maybe they don't deserve to be in vogue anymore. <laughs> no, it's it's so here's here's the. I I mean I had fun watching the movie, but the if they would have focused on Tom Cruise and his character and mm-hmm. his arc, I think it would have worked. But you, you're cramming in Russell Crowe, yeah. and two, you can there also have lots of exposition through voiceover to tell you what's happening, so they can set up what's going to happen later. Uh, not just voiceover. Uh... Jake Johnson, yeah, it's the goofiest no. fucking part of the well, movie. I, yeah. Well, I, that actually reminds me a lot of American Werewolf in London, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, but then it's like, oh, go this way. I mean, I liked, I liked Tom Cruise fighting zombies. I think it was fun. And then you know, I thought some of the action scenes were really cool. Uh, I thought it was darker than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's, oh, I think yeah. it's I think it's pretty violent for a PG thirteen. Yeah, that, also, like, that, that, it was a lot scarier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, like, and that's, they pull off some horror that I think really well. Yeah, and that's what actually cracks me up is I watch this and I go, if Tom Cruise wasn't in this movie, would this be rated PG thirteen? I don't know. There's that scene where Jake Johnson like straight up stabs that guy, and it's not like it's not like too intimate. 
But you see blood on that knife. Oh, yeah. He just flat out sticks it in him, pulls yeah. it out, and there's no real music going underneath it. Yeah. So it's an interesting scene. And then there's also, like, the implica- obviously the implication in the origin story is, is that the mummy, uh, the, the girl who become the mummy, uh, killed not only her parents, but her newborn brother. Yeah. So it's like, wow, this is extremely dark. Yeah, and I think the idea is, I, I like the idea of a female zomb- uh, zombie, uh, mummy. <laughs> Um, well, so the mummies in this film acted essentially as zombies. Yeah, so. and it's it's an interesting take because while I think Jack Pierce's zombie makeup is uh, mummy makeup is really good in the thirty two mummy, mm-hmm. uh, that movie is not scary at all. No, it's, you know, it's Dracula but with bandages. <laughs> yeah, Daddy, I need some help. You're gonna have to beat that part of Mario by yourself, buddy. Um, Dad, I need your help. Okay, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like the Russell Crowe stuff. It's one, I don't think his payoff for Mr. Hyde was that cool. The, the yeah. payoff for Mr. Hyde was the most disappointing thing of this entire film. For like, me. oh, his skin's a little more it's tainted a little more, and he has, has a green eyes. Accent now. Yeah. And, and, and this is like a, another hang-up that I have. Like, okay, so we, you just talked about Jack Pierce's makeup. Guess what's missing in this movie, guys? It's what horror, every horror movie should have. Some good makeup. Everything is either done with a computer or everything is done, quote-unquote, subtly, as like with Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde's eyes change. That's about it. And that's not... Like, the old Mr. Hyde's that they did from back in the 30s and 40s, they, like, make a genuine contribution to makeup. Yeah, and... And there was potential for it, and it didn't happen. Yeah, because... Even the movie Van Helsing does Mr. Hyde better than this movie does. Yeah, well, the well that Mr. Hyde's awful, but... I, it's, yeah. The CG, but... I, I like that his his he gets the Cockney accent, mm-hmm. but then the payoff for it's like I thought he's supposed to be like this monster, and all it did was well, yeah. here's the veins on his face. It's and like, if you, I mean, like if you look at like because I thought like the, what they were going to do was kind of do what they did with a uh, jump with a uh, leave a short running gentleman, where he's essentially a Hulk character. Yeah, like he turns into Hyde, and then he's this giant brooding, almost gorilla like character. Yeah, and I mean he yeah, and that's. I mean, he doesn't have to be that, but I was expecting yeah. him to be pumped up a little. Yeah, you know what I mean? That more than just or Russell Crowe angry. Or something. Yeah, yeah, like scarier. It um, was pretty much Russell Crowe fighting around the world <laughs> to come to life. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, cause, like for, with me, the film, the reason why I think it's not flat out awful is because I think it starts pretty fun. Like yeah. when they do like the whole raid and they're being attacked by ISIS, I thought that was a fun scene. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes laughably bad once they discover the thing. And I was laughing my ass off when they dis- when they get the uh, casket out of like the mercury. They're like, mm-hmm. we need to take care of this really carefully. And the next shot is Tom Cruise in the helicopter, and in the background you see the casket just swinging about <laughs> like, on the helicopter. No one giving a shit about. Well, to be fair, it's. They're trying to do a quick transport. Well, yeah, I don't but I mean, think they have. <laughs> well, it's also like, but they have things on the ground. Put it in a truck, for fuck's sake. That's true. It could hit a sand dune pretty then easily. I will say, once they got in the interest of the Russell character, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it had like some pretty good promise of like the universe. Mm-hmm. I would say everything after like when you see the mummy kind of tied up in that one mercury chamber. Uh-huh. After that, it's when I thought it went downhill quickly, and I thought it's just okay for the rest of the film. Yeah. yeah. And so I just thought, it's an okay film. I'm going to give the Dooku another chance. Because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, if, like, Warner Brothers, t- it took him three films. Dooku, you get three films. 
like you have this film, you have Bride of Frankenstein, Which, and then whatever's next. Invisible I, I, I Man. Think, I think it's bizarre that Bride of Frankenstein's a second one too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. why would you have Bride and you don't have Frankenstein? It's a, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, like, I don't know. I, I think they may. I I would say they have a reason, but after watching this movie, I don't think they. I think they're just literally picking things off of a cherry tree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought too. So uh, spoilers at the end. So that Jenny girl, she dies, and I was like, oh, well, maybe. Yeah. You know. Dr. Jekyll's going to pick her up and she's going to be the bride of Frankenstein. Oh, and, cool. You know, something like that. But then I always thought that maybe it'd be cool if Tom Cruise did become like the Van Helsing character. Yeah, that's what where, I thought was going to happen. Where he has to go around and take care of all these monsters. But it, but now he's the most evilest character in the universe, but yeah. he has the power within inside himself to be somehow balance it with the good. Yeah, but they also don't really describe who what his character is. Like, yeah. what is he? Yeah, because like, he's just some like, womanizer. Yeah. Um, it seems like cause in the beginning, I thought like, oh, you're like a thief. Yeah. Like, you, you raid like and sell artifacts to the black market. But then he's also working for the government for some reason. And I don't understand who he is. Which, by yeah. the way, like, I love that his character wasn't like um, a, 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 a very like redeemable guy per se, but it was strange that in the first fifteen minutes, Tom Cruise is explained away as like the shittiest human being ever in this movie. Like the only thing that would have made him worse is if that if he somehow raped somebody. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't think he was an awful person. Yeah. I think he's just like he's like. He, yeah, he's stealing. Like, I'm not. Stuff, I'm not but... saying he is. I'm just saying like they the the people around him are setting him up to be a complete and utter douchebag. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, yeah. like, I, I, but see, that's what sucks is the movie had potential. I think oh, they yeah. just would have stayed straight with like the mummy mm-hmm. and didn't build this world because it also seems that the part with her in the chamber is so inconsequential. Like it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah, and his fight with Russell Crowe doesn't matter. Yeah. Which so he has the serum to make him not be Mister Hyde, but yeah. does he change? Like, if he didn't have that, does he just change like every twenty minutes and then like? come out of it at some point because he he's built an entire room to protect the world from himself yeah. um and then when he's meeting with people he has his serum not quite at the ready like he has to store it in a case yeah. when it should just be out all the time Which i guess things, like if this is his like situation he's in yeah he would have like a really good if he's made a room that locks down he'd have it better than just like essentially a revolving shot thing that he has to fill up every single yeah minutes. and yeah. like if if he comes out of it by himself if there's like if there weren't people around and he you know became Mr. Hyde and then just snapped out of it later yeah. like does he really need the serum like he just yeah. he could just tell everyone to like hey leave the room yeah. lock the room yeah. and then like wait half an hour like it's i just like, don't understand cuz i i heard uh, Mr. Hyde's like in the book is that he gets addicted to something like that yeah. and that's what makes him change yeah. um but in this movie it's like he experiment went wrong and yeah. he regrets it, but he has to live with it. But there's no like clear <laughs> delineation of like how his power. Well, his character is not really fleshed out. It's, like, it's an extended cameo. It feels mm-hmm. almost as though like they're making him out to be like the Nick Fury of like the Duke. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's like he's the most worthless character. If every 20 minutes he has to give himself a shot. Yeah, and the prodigium like, is the shield. Yeah, yeah. So, but also too, I mean, that's. But that's what I mean. They don't really set up like the next yeah. movie. I mean, you saw a skull of a vampire. You saw the creature's arm. You saw the book from the ninety nine mummy, which makes me feel like they're going to try to bring Brendan Fraser back <laughs> I hope into not. this mess. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you see Man too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you see enough of things. We're like, okay, this. Okay, buddy, and. Um, 
Did he say Goldar? <laughs> uh, it, that's what I mean. It doesn't set up the next movie. Like, what is the next movie? It, it's, it, it, it presents a bunch of ideas that they're thinking maybe we'll just pay all these off later down the line. And is his sidekick, like, actually back to life like the woman? Or oh. is he still a vision in Tom Cruise's head? That's a good point. Because I assume that he was back because he has that power now. That was, I don't know. Also, that was so unclear. That was the worst line of the year. Hey, buddy, thanks for bringing me back to life. I know. It's like, did we miss a scene? <laughs> well, yeah, it does feel disjointed. So there has to be scenes missing. Yeah. yeah. His face is all fixed. So I guess he's back. revived, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, he said he was. But yeah, I, I just assume that it's the next adventures of Set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's cool. I mean, I think the the lady who played the mummy, I thought she was like, she was pretty scary and she was like a cool mummy. Um, she's effective. Yeah, she's effective. I want to see her in other movies. <laughs> you know, when she, when Tom Cruise is getting the shit kicked out of him from it. I mean, I like that stuff. But it, uh, I, uh, when I was thinking about it, it's so close to being like a cool gothic horror movie. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, oh, wait, we need to put in this universe building stuff. Obviously, they're selling it because they go from the Universal logo to the Dark Universe logo. Yeah, oh my God, that was a that was a mistake on, in my opinion. Because it's hmm. oh, that was cool. Yeah, I mean it's cool. I, I don't mind it, and I I want I want to see more of these. No, oh, yeah. But two, you know, so now we have to wait till 2019 for Bride. Wait, really? That's how long. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's another. So I'm guessing Invisible Man comes out in 2019 as well. Mm-hmm. Which it, yeah. Which I think the Invisible Man is actually my favorite Universal monster movie. Right, and but, but I I don't know who they got to direct it. We only know who's going to be in it, and I, which I'm not opposed to the casting, but uh, I want them to get a decent director behind it. Yeah, so I mean, I'm interested to see it. So it's like they, 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 so they have Tom Cruise. I'm trying to think of that photo that they released of everyone. Javier Bardem is Frankenstein. He's uh, Johnny Depp is Invisible the Man. man. Mm-hmm. Who else do they have? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. They're trying to get Angelina Jolie to play the bride. Well, they announced like this weekend that they're like we have, we want to get Angelina Jolie, Michael Fassbender, or Jennifer Lawrence. It's like you're just listing the highest grossing people. Like I understand why you want those people. Yeah, it, we'll see. I mean, I'll see him because I, I love monster movies, but oh, yeah. I I want them to have more atmosphere. Like yeah. this whole like action adventure. That's like, what I mean. It's no, like no. it's big budget. Thing. It's, it's confused like, with what it is because they were trying to also stick to what made those Brendan Fraser mummies work. Yeah, you know? it should, but like not enough. No, like, <laughs> I think they're. Um, it seems like they're trying to get away from that because. Like those still had like yeah. a very strong feel of like a classic. That's you know, what I mean. I think that's why it's thing. and this just seems so like modern. And uh, like at some point, yeah, you got to make a modern version of it to attract new audiences. But yeah. it's just like it's just so there's so much. Like I said, it's like someone said, like, oh, The Walking Dead's really popular right now. What do we have? Oh, we got the mummy. Oh, we could do zombies with that, right? <laughs> and then they just do it. Yeah, I mean, there's some fun parts in it. You know, like when Tom Cruise is breaking up like zombies, and he's like, ugh. Like I like that part. I like when it's like gothic horror. When she has him pinned down, like in the cathedral or whatever, and she's like ready to stab him, and like she just punches that statue, and the dagger just happens to be buried in that statue. Like they yeah. never, like I thought there was like well, some museum guy separate from the, like <laughs> it was just like the most laughable. Like oh, well <laughs> they they did have there. a throwaway line where she purposely crashed there because she knew that that's where the dagger was, but in the statue. Yeah. <laughs> It's just yeah, so lazy. Yeah, like oh that yeah, so convenient. It's like I don't know. It's like it's just the problem I have with the film was that it just so much wasted potential. That, like, yeah, that and they 
I, I hate the PG thirteen where they purposely blur out like butts and like boobs and stuff, and it's like so obnoxiously. Yeah, CG. actually, that one part where she like in the prologue and she like falls forward when she's transforming. Oh like, yeah, I was like, this is PG thirteen. Like, oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's pretty I think racy. if Tom Cruise wasn't in it, there's no way to be PG thirteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. no way. I mean, if they made, I mean, I don't know how profitable, yeah. but if they made like a real art like MCU type thing with these kind of films, that'd be cool. I think. I oh, know. that's funny. They tried to do that in 2010 and it didn't work. Hmm. Emily Blunt, I think I think the wolf. Oh, the wolf good. is great. It's yeah. just that, but like as I was talking to Bueno about this, like when we were driving home from the movie, I was like, the problem is, is like number one, it's rated R, so you're not gonna get the money you want per se for these films, like in terms of box office gross. But number two is is that the Wolfman is its own thing. It, like it acts as its own thing. It doesn't really lend itself to shared universe per se, unless you maybe did a post credit sequence like Iron Man did, mm-hmm. but. Maybe that's what this needs is that maybe we don't need an MCU type thing. Maybe that make it like Masterpiece Theater where you take an established director, an established star, and like Shakespeare this shit where you just represent a reinterpretation of the classic monsters. Technically, it's the remake territory, but again, like you're pretty much doing that anyway. (laughs) You can do a shared universe. I just don't think it needs to be like a universe that grosses like a billion dollars. No, no yeah. I agree. I yeah. think, and I was thinking that too when I was leaving, it says they should make these movies smaller mm-hmm. and release them like in October or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, when there's nothing to go not, up against. I, I'm not knock. I, I think that the movie's fine, but it doesn't lend itself to what it's trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. If they made a more atmospheric, like mummy movie. And I think that's where the 99 movie actually hurts. This one is that one everybody likes and it's this kind of action adventure movie mm-hmm. and then they try to take the gothic horror of the 1930s one combine the two put tom cruise in it like well we got the biggest star in the world let's put 130 million dollars into this movie we got to have the big set pieces where i thought it was more effective when they're running around the moors and she's yeah. you know sucking souls out of people and you know it's just more when it's smaller i thought it worked a lot better Yeah, like the right. plane crash is just like okay we kind of saw that with rogue nation unfortunately yeah and then there's like the next big thing is with the the van chase through the woods yeah, yeah. it's just like a bunch of rolling over like yeah no, it was an interesting story that i did get out of this and i actually agree is uh tom cruise's character was supposed to like uh at the end was supposed to make out with that jenny character but he changed it at the last second where he's like i don't think i should kiss you because it's not right for my character. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I get that part. And I think that actually worked for it. But then, you know, he has that weird, like, you taught me to be good kind of I'm in the shadows thing. Yeah. And is he even, Tom Cruise even confirmed for, like, the other movies? I don't, I don't know. I don't think he is. I mean, I would imagine he is. I mean, I mean he has to be because I guess he's going to be the Robert Downey Jr. of yeah, the so Dark it Universe. Yeah, like that's what they're trying to make him be, so... <laughs> And that's fine. I mean, he's he's a good enough actor. And, and like, I mean, if you read like about him on set, people were like, "Yeah, he's super into it." So, oh yeah, no, he's, he's into everything. So yeah, no, he's badass. His new movie looks awesome. You see the trailer for that? Oh, yeah, American Made. Yes, yeah. I'm really excited. For that. <laughs> that one looks fun. Um, but I mean, it's just looks like know. that old movie. Oh, is that War Dogs? What a, well, there's <laughs> there's one film a year that that's that's yeah. it's like this Wall Street yeah. painting game. Yeah. <laughs> Movie about like glamorizes douchebag, yeah, real life. Always people. in my top twenty. Like, <laughs> um, but it's just I don't know. I'm gonna see the, the rest of them because I think it's. I think I think so. I am too. I mean, I love the monsters. Mm-hmm. No, well, no. I'm, I, I'll, I'll go to the monsters regardless of that. <laughs> no, revolution. <laughs> it, it, just... it, the movie's good enough where I'm interested. Yeah, that, I mean that's the best takeaway that I can get from this is like. 
Well, I guess I want to see where this goes. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, I'm glad. That, this is where I am glad that we are getting a gap in time between the two, between this and Brian and Frankenstein, because they can kind of like, this is the litmus test, and then we can go back and. Well, those said like they're going not to- reshuffle, but like reorganize and figure out what they want yeah. to have paid off from this one. Well, they did announce, I think I don't know if it was like last night or this morning, but they did say like, we are changing things now because we want to make sure we're giving fans what they want. So they said they're listening to what the feedback is mm-hmm. and they're adjusting what the Dooku is to fit what people want. Mm-hmm. And I think everything so. we're saying is what ever, most people have been saying where like the first two thirds you're having fun and then it kind of comes unraveled on itself when Mr. Hyde shows up. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not necessary. It's also like, part of me is just like, I have no idea where they're going. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you can shit on, like, the DC cinematic universe, but at least, like, Justice League is the end game. Like, we know that's where we're going. Whereas this film, I don't know what their Avengers is going to be. Monster Rally. Well, if they they remake the Monster Squad at the end, then I'm all on board. Well, I mean, I don't think it'll be that, but remember, like, we, we did get... Well, House of Frankenstein. Well, I'm guessing it's going to be House of Dracula or something. Yeah, something like that where you have all of them in there. But even though, but you, gosh, it's funny. Those films were pretty much the pre-Avengers of their day. Oh, yeah. But they don't even work. Like, you watch mm. House of Frankenstein and Ghost of Frankenstein, they're not great films. Like, they're they're yeah. an excuse to watch the monsters, which is fine, which yeah. is totally fine. Like, as a kid, you're like... I just want to see monsters. I don't care about the plot. I know. I'm always torn. Uh, so I love... So the Blu-rays for the Universal Monsters, the individual releases, are mm-hmm. the old posters, and they're beautiful. And I did get the Mummy one, because it has... Or the just the re-release, where it's like the collection, because mm-hmm. it has all seven Mummy movies on it. Yeah. And so the only one I own is the Mummy, and mm-hmm. then it has the other five or six. Yeah. Where, like, Dracula and Frankenstein and Wolfman, what they've released, I already, like, they overlap so much. Mm-hmm. I was like, do I even want to get any of these? I don't know. Well, I mean, like, if you're a completist, yes. I mean, like, the your best bet in all of that in that in that buying scheme is to just get the 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 uh, the top eight, which um, they put as the Universal Monster Classic. No, I have all those. Like, but you know the top the box that I'm talking about, where it's just the eight main ones. No, I have them all. Yeah, it doesn't include the sequels though. There's yeah. a big box set of that. And I don't have the box. I have the individual releases of right. them. Right. No, I know. What you, yeah, but um. If you're like the major collector and whatnot, like you're not even getting the Blu-rays of these, you're getting the 30 film DVD box set that's like $200 on Amazon that has all the sequels, all the spin-offs, and the two Abbott and Costello movies that they own the rights to. You know, like the, the monster property is was it's the MCU of its day, even though it didn't even like it, there was no intention of that. Like from a writer standpoint, they were just like. We have the rights to this. Let's make money. <laughs> yeah. So, what's Prodigium's goal anyway? Just find to, monsters to fight monsters. No, they're trying to eliminate the monsters by summoning monsters that can fight them. Well, because Russell Crowe's like, you should let him invade your body so that we can control Set. Because well, I, think it was I like believe in you. I think what they were trying to do with, I mean, as, as far as I could understand, was that they're going to let him go in, and then they are going to kill him. And then they were gonna like use his blood as like a serum. Yeah. yeah. So so like he was gonna die, and then they were gonna use. He was gonna sacrifice himself to become a medicine essentially. Yeah. So. But yep. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> Most of what I'm saying is like it's yeah. That's what it. is the goal of like yeah like the whole what are we, franchise? And it's also like yeah. if like your goal if she if if this like universe's shield, their goal is to eliminate monsters. 
you're eliminating the franchise. Yeah. So that's never going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We get your goal is to make monster movies, but like Avengers is like, we got to stop Th- Thanos at some yeah. point. Like, <laughs> that's how everything. This so is just like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. It does like. There's not as many Universal Monsters as there are Marvel heroes and yeah. DC characters. I know. It's like, like, eventually we'll get into, like, it's the cat person. And so it's like, what are we going to do? Oh, God. If they, remake, if they remake cat people, that's RKO, but still, like. I think it's considered one of the It's like, if you, I looked it up, like, they have, like, hundreds of Universal Monsters. Well, yeah, characters. well, because, yeah, they're all in public domain. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's pretty- like. You could use them, but some of them are like one of them's like it's the ape man, and it's like, oh, like let's stop doing it then. Gattaca, Gattaca. Uh, next week we're seeing Cars three. What is that a movie that's coming out? That's the, yeah, that's the only one that's coming out. I, I, I'm just like, or we can see Rough Night, or, or we could do a film explosion. We do a film explosion. No, I, I want to see. I'm just saying, like, I, for a movie that's like a big tentpole Pixar movie, I've seen very little like marketing for it because like, you I, don't watch Disney. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also just because like they're like. It's cars. We're gonna make money. We we don't need to advertise. It's, yeah, I mean, we can see cars, or we can do a film explosion. Doesn't matter to me. No, I'll see cars. We just did a film explosion like three weeks ago. So. Yeah, three yeah. weeks ago, four weeks ago. I don't want to save up. I mean, like I don't know. I mean, this summer is really busy, so I don't know like when the next opportunity we're gonna to have to do a film explosion. Is. Well, I mean, we have three to get through, but yeah, yeah. and eighty seven is a great year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighty seven is like, a great year. Ninety seven is a great like, year. But cars, out, so well, ninety seven is when the best movie of all time came out. So what's after cars? Oh, Baby Driver. Baby Driver, then Spider-Man, yeah. and then Transformers. I'm, I'm sure, like, August, September will have a lot of lulls no, for no. film I'm looking to see, like, when... <laughs> we could when see it comes at be. night. Yeah, we can see it comes at night. I, that's probably going to be one that, like, we all see at different weeks until, yeah. like, we've all seen it, so... <laughs> collect collect no. them all, all oh, the showtimes. Uh, it's also the week after... Uh, Baby Driver comes out in, like, two weeks. Next week after... Cars 2 is Transformers. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. Transformers. What's, oh, yeah. yeah, right. And then after that, it's uh, Baby Driver. Then uh, it looks like the one after Baby Driver is pretty empty. Because that's the Beguiled. And I don't know if we want to see the Beguiled. 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 Oh, yeah. it's, oh, it's Despicable Me 3. That's the big one. Uh, <laughs> well, then, we know we know at least one of us won't be seeing it. So I, I could do a film explosion that week. Because yeah. <laughs> then we have Spider-Man the next week. So. Yeah. Okay. Then Apes. Then, okay. Vel- then Dunkirk. Yeah, we'll, we'll be in the next, then. Then, we're, then, we're into, then we're into August. That's when we're gonna. Then have we have models. apes at Dunkirk. Yeah, so it's Dunkirk, but with monkeys. Yes. So yeah, me yep. three. Uh, Sorry. Speaking of, uh, we should tell people that they should come see us June thirtieth, four thirty p.m. So that's affirmative. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen the list because they put out a the what the panels for Friday and we're not on it. Uh, they put out the list. Yeah, we got an email about it. I didn't get one. Because you don't read the real nerds emails. I read a thing that said the schedule doesn't come out till the week before. Oh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's just the major panels that they put up. Yeah, the, like the celebrity ones. Yeah, yeah. No. but we, but Ryan, but Ryan is yet. a celebrity, so that's what I mean. But yeah, we're going to be doing a live podcast. Um, yeah, we'll figure out what we're going to do on it. Which yeah. should be fun. I don't think yeah. we're going to be able to see Baby Driver, so we'll probably have to like do Transformers <laughs> or, or pick a Denver movie or something. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. I'm not sure yet. Till next week. Alright, bye. Bye. Francisco signing out. <laughs> oh, thanks to Zach's parents for letting us use the space yeah. today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the and pizza. The pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and a dinosaur cup, I guess. <laughs> you get everything when you come to my house. <laughs>